Welcome back to General Education Trojans. It's your host, Grace Ingram. From consistency in USC's humanities majors to our new provost, to an interview with writer Marcel Lacey about his latest article about a student drive to diversify languages taught at the university, we've got you covered with all the latest news you might have missed this week. Former Gould School of Law Dean Andrew Guzman has been appointed as USC's newest provost and vice president of student affairs. Carol Folt announced this news in an email to the university Tuesday morning. The previous provost, Charles Zukowski, resigned earlier this year on January 1st, but did not indicate a reason for his resignation. The provost search committee stressed they wanted someone who could, quote, raise the academic profile of the university and promote a diverse, equitable, and inclusive environment, end quote. Guzman's previous accomplishments include a PhD from Harvard University and a Juris Doctorate from Harvard Law School. He was previously the Associate Dean for International Advanced Programs and a Professor of Law at the UC Berkeley Law School. Throughout the country, universities have reported the number of students studying humanities and English as continuing to decline at the undergraduate level. However, this is not the case at USC. Despite the trend, the number of undergraduate degrees in humanities and English at the university have largely remained unchanged. Department heads credit the growing popularity of STEM-related majors as a possible factor in the decline. Between July of 2010 and June of 2011, USC awarded around 325 undergraduate degrees in humanities and English, representing 6.6% of degrees conferred. Fast forward a decade and said degrees have dropped to 5% between July 2018 and June 2019. However, from July 2018 to June 2021, awarded degrees have held at a consistent 5%. In contrast, 18.5% of all undergraduate degrees between July 2010 and June 2011 were STEM-based, to 26% between July 2020 and June 2021. Both students and faculty alike credit USC's English curriculum with three different track systems, critical track, creative writing, and narrative studies, which allows the department to adapt to the shifting needs of students. Currently, USC's Dornsife offers 15 languages for students to choose from, including Classical Greek and Latin to Spanish and Chinese. Many of the world's most popular languages are available, but there are students who hope to see the language options at USC expanded and diversified. Kai Cayetano, one such student, started an initiative to do just that, increase the number of languages offered at USC. Marcel Lacey spoke with Kai, the Dean of Dornsife, and the Director of the Center of Language and Culture at USC to gain an understanding of both the initiative and its possible obstacles. Here's our interview with Marcel. Okay, hi Marcel, thank you for joining us. So to start off, why this story? Hmm, okay. So to get to the why, we have to go back a bit. So in fall of last year, um, during the fall semester, I wrote an article, it was for Indigenous Heritage Month, or like, yeah, essentially, and um, I was looking for people to just talk about what it means to them, and like, you know, specifically my article in the fall was about like, what their indigenous languages mean to them. Because like a lot of indigenous languages are dying or are not like taught in schools or it's just really hard, right? And one of the people that I interviewed was Kai Cayetano. Um, and they are Garfuna, which is a Afro-indigenous group that originates in, um, in the island of St. Vincent. So I was like, I gotta include this in the article. This is so cool. This is like, I've never met like an Afro-indigenous group before, right? Because when people think of indigenous groups, they either think like, in the U.S. So I was like, this is a cool perspective to have. So fast forward to like this semester, I got an email from Kai and they were like, oh, you know, I really, really enjoyed your coverage of like talking about what my language meant to me. And I mentioned in our interview in the fall that I was spearheading this project to diversify the languages at USC. 
well, I just finished gathering all my data and I'm going to go present my findings to administrators. And I was like, okay. And she was like, and I trust you to write these art- this article about it. So I was like, okay, absolutely. So that's kind of how it started. It wasn't like any like pitch or anything. Okay, I love that. Having the Dean of Dornsife's perspective on the topic was really insightful and pertinent. How did you decide you wanted to interview her for this story? Mm-hmm. So um, originally... Dean Anderson had met with Kai <clears throat> in the fall semester previous to Kai going, deciding to go and like survey students to like hear about what languages they want to learn. Right. So, um, in the early stages of their project, Kai needed like kind of feedback. And so they met with Dean Anderson with some other people. And from that meeting, like the Dean and other people were like, Hey, we love this idea to diversify languages, but what you really need to demonstrate is that there's actual student interest in these languages. Because if we make the class and no one signs up for it, that's not helping anyone. So, uh, yeah, so essentially they had met with Dean Anderson before. And then I was like, okay, that'd be a great person for me to speak with because not only do they already know about what you're doing, but they could talk a little bit more about the in-depth behind-the-scenes look. So I was like, okay, well, they are the dean of undergraduate education. So this might be a little bit hard to get them to sit down, but I was, it was ultimately, like, invaluable. And I'm so happy that I got the chance to interview them. Right. When asked if there had been other attempts at expanding USC's languages, the dean of Dornsai said this. Um, so we've, we've offered Hindi as a language course in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually have an initiative in process um, to try to establish it again in conjunction with a new South Asian studies minor that is in process with the university curriculum committee right now. Um, so just uh, pieces of information that I shared with Kai, you know, so I said, here's an example of one of the languages you're saying that students want to see offered again. Um, this is the language that we offered in the past, and it dropped off the curriculum because students weren't enrolling in it. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know, again, like on a college and university level, we need certain enrollment numbers yep. to sustain an ongoing curriculum. And sort of on that train of thought, if you if you could bring in another person to interview, who would you bring in? That's a good question. I think I'd want to interview like just a language professor here at USC. Just like doesn't matter what language mostly to me, but just to talk about like what languages look like. Because most of the time, I mean, we're always on the student side and most people are like annoyed about like, you know, the language requirements. Some of their schools are like, oh, just something I have to get done. But I am really curious about what that journey looks like as a professor. Like, why do you want to get into Um, teaching languages and what's the importance ultimately of like learning a language because you know something that came up in my interview with Dean Anderson is we talked she talked about how um, part of like Carol Fultz initiative is making sure that students are global citizens that USC students graduate being able to be like competent in all of whatever field they work in and learning other languages and broadening your horizons is a part of that so I think I'd want to ask like teachers on campus like you know why do you want to give back in this way why do you want to teach languages like it's it's really important you come across any difficulties reporting and writing for this particular article? Um, I would say um, just like getting the interviews is probably like the hardest part just because again like these are busy people in all aspects like some one of them is the director for the Center for Languages and Cultures and then one is a literal dean so you know they all have very very busy schedules and I would also say finding a way to write this article without it being like very like one-sided do you know what I mean because this could have easily something that I tried to avoid doing was just writing an article and being like look at this this is great this is totally gonna happen 
And while that is like true, something that I wanted to spotlight, I wanted my article to be more of like a discussion in a way, because while this is an amazing thing, this isn't black and white. Like there are steps that like, there are challenges with implementing languages at USC. And I wanted people to be aware of those challenges that, you know, you need to fill classes. And what happens if you, you need to hire staff? You sometimes have to make an entirely new department. You have to find an academic home for these classes. Like for example, uh, right now we're trying to get Hindi. We don't have a department for language of like South, South, Southeast uh, Asian languages that doesn't exist. So it's like we'd have to find a new um, home for that. But I would say like just figuring out which way I wanted to go when I was writing this and also just interviews were like the biggest challenges. What did you learn from this process? And is there anything you would do differently if you were to reapproach this topic? I would say one of the most revealing or something that I learned about in this process was that it made me appreciate my own multicultural heritage in the way that when I was growing up, I knew two languages, but I felt like I wasn't fully fluent in either. Do you know what I mean? Like I was just kind of like 50-50 with my languages and I was like, this sucks. Cause if I only knew one language, I'd be like a hundred percent fluent. But obviously I'm like there now, but I appreciate it much more because I feel like this is funny, but I feel like knowing different languages, I think different in each language. Do you know what I mean? And it kind of like, for me personally, at least, I feel like I, it kind of like broadened like who I am and it kind of ultimately shaped the person that I am today. So, and I, and I lost sight of that in college because I really just speak English in my day to day. But um, when I was writing this article, I was like, this is really cool. And I'm so happy for Kai because like, you know, it's kind of sad. They talked about how they are Garifuna and like that language is dying and it's not there's no chance of it ever being taught in university. I'm not gonna say no chance, but here at least. And so they were like, I wanna make sure that people feel represented in the languages, like the language choices that they can take. You know, like if they grew up and they are of this ethnicity and that ethnicity speaks this language, but they never got a chance to learn it, they should have the ability to learn it in college, right? And so that was like a really heartwarming thing and it like really connected me to that. Is there anything you would do differently? Yeah, I'd wanna like make this more of like a long form expansion piece and also I'd, probably revisit it now um the article ran this week early this week um and kai met with dean anderson last week on the 28th i believe um to discuss their findings right so i would want to know what came out of that conversation and follow up maybe with another article to say oh yeah this is going to happen in the next five to ten years or no this is what you need to do now but i'd be curious to see and like follow up throughout the process but if I were to write this article again, I definitely want to take more time with it and definitely interview students in languages that maybe like met the ceiling for their language or like I took, I don't know, like what's a language that, I don't know, I'm making this up, but like I took Cantonese 1, but there is no Cantonese 2 and I really want there to be a Cantonese 2 because I want to keep going with this. Like I'd want to talk to students, I'd want to talk to like language professors and get more people involved, definitely. And will there be a follow-up? I hope. Um, I'm still, I, I, I definitely need to reach out to Kai and see what's up, but stay tuned if there might be. All right. Thank you, Marcel. Thank you for having me. To Kai Atano, the heart of this initiative is diversity. Ultimately, their biggest hope is that this effort will open the door for cultures and languages from Asia, Central and South America, and Africa to be included in USC's Center for Language and Culture. Cayetano described the experience of seeing their survey receive over 400 replies asking for new languages. I felt like I had like ran a marathon and it had, I finally got to the end and I was like, this is what was worth it. 
This podcast is hosted by Grace Ingram, written by Kevin Gramling, Isabella Zhang, and Benjamin Papp. Edited by Grace Ingram and Kevin Gramling. Produced by Grace Ingram and Christina Shikarbel. General Education is one of three shows on the Daily Trojan Podcast Network. You can find more episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts as well as our website, dailytrojan.com. Visit the episode description for our links and more information. Thank you.